0: Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at KingsgateHobbs.com. So um, today, start a new series, and the title is the rarest trait of all. And the rarest trait of all is being Christ-like, strong moral character, how you behave when you're under pressure, how you behave when you're going through certain things. So, past couple of years, we've, we've used this example a lot, and we've used, well, we've discussed spirit, soul, and body a lot. So, I want to do that again today. Um, so, uh, Junior, would you be absolutely petrified of coming up here with me? You would not. Come on up, Michal. Vince, 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 come on up. Michal, would you rather not? Okay. Okay. So, stand here. And Vince, come on over here, Michal, right here. We'll do a little example here. And uh, let's see, let's see. Sophia, you're you're pretty outgoing. Come on, let's add a lady up here. Come on up. So you are going to be part of the example today. So the rarest trait of all, in discussing character, I want to talk about your makeup and the way God made you. How many of you know scripture says God created you in his likeness and in his image? He created them male and female, right? In His likeness, in His image, so you're beautiful, you were created to even look like God. say, how is that possible? That's what Scripture says. So when God created us, we know that He is spirit, soul and body, right? He really is, but we refer to it as, we refer to Him as Father, Son and Holy Spirit. You can find that in the first uh, verse, first few verses of the Old Testament, which is Genesis. It talks about God, and that's God the Father. It talks about the Spirit was hovering over the waters. And then God says, let there be light. That's his word. His word is Jesus. So we see, we see Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He created us in his likeness and in his image. Someone say, in his image. So today, you're going to be the Spirit, Michal. This is the way God created us. Three in one, one in three. Are they pretty well centered on camera, or should I move them over there a little bit? Come on. Come on over here. Man, you guys. Right right there. Right there. All right. Very good. You guys are naturals. So before Christ, someone say B.C. Yeah. Before Christ. We, everybody has a, some before Christ memories and moments and testimonies. Praise God. It's under the blood. It's testimony now. But before Christ, I want to really, really hammer this point home. Before Christ, your spirit was your responsibility. You say, what? How was that? Well, because you hadn't turned your life over to Jesus yet. So if, if your spirit's your responsibility, you're in big trouble, huh? Do you guys remember, was it Full House and the, the, little, the little kids? What, what were they? You say, you're in big trouble, mister. What were those two little twins that were the Olsen twins? You're in big trouble, mister. Man, before Christ, you were in big trouble because this was all your responsibility. That's a big issue. Because what are you going to do with your spirit? You can't save yourself. We cannot save ourselves. We didn't create ourselves, so we can't save ourselves. So when you turn your life over to Jesus, though, what happens with your spirit? When you confess and believe, your spirit gets saved. Your soul and your body don't get saved. No offense, right? Those become our responsibility, but this lightens the load because we give our spirit to Jesus. That's good news, isn't it? Some will say, that's good news. Yeah, that's the gospel truth. So this is your spirit. I got a tall guy because we want your spirit, man or woman, to be strong, towering, and to be in control of your life, okay? So we start off with the spirit. So the spirit, once you accept Jesus, becomes whose responsibility again? I messed y'all up. Before Christ, the Spirit was your responsibility. When you turned your will over to the Lord, you confessed and believed. Whose responsibility is the Spirit, man or woman? Praise God. That was not a trick question, but I tricked some of you. It's like kids in children's church. Remember the two main answers in children's church? What are they, John? Jesus or the devil? Who saved your soul? Jesus. Who's attacking you? The devil. The kids will answer, Jesus or the devil. So I threw you all off a little bit. So once you accept Jesus after Christ, your spirit man or woman, you say just, we just say spirit man, your spirit human, your spirit. Remember, you are a spirit. You have a soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions, and you live in a body. One more time. You are a spirit. You have a soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions, and you live in a body, your house, your earthly tent, your temple. So after you accept Jesus, your spirit becomes God's responsibility. Can I get an amen? That's good news, isn't it? Take some of the load off you because you have turned your will over to Christ. God has saved you. And I know growing up, so those of you who've been in church, we say, man, he saved my soul. That just sounds better to us at church than he saved my spirit. You know what I mean? I don't know why, but that's just one of our habits. It's a habit now. He saved my soul. But really, when you accept Jesus, your soul did not get saved. That becomes your responsibility along with your body. You guys know as well as I do, when you accepted Jesus, you still had to work on your thoughts, huh? We're working on our thought patterns now, aren't we? On our weaknesses. All right? So spirit, soul, body. So now that the spirit is God's responsibility, we turn our eyes toward the soul, which is mind, will, and emotions, and also our body. These two become our responsibility. I'm saying this over and over again because I just want to teach you for a little bit. I think by nature and by DNA, I'm a preacher. I like to get my preach on, but I have to slow down sometimes and teach. So spirit, soul, and body. When you accepted Jesus, your spirit was reborn. Someone say, my spirit was reborn. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about the rarest trait of all and you being Christ-like, it starts in your spirit, but guess what? When it starts in your spirit, you can block that thing as quick as you want to right here with your soul and your body. See, I got saved, but I'm going to keep doing what I do. No, it now is up to you, your will. Christ draws us. You don't accept Jesus unless Christ draws you. Someone say, Christ drew me. He pulled you in. Even while we were yet sinners, Christ loved us. It is the goodness of God that draws all men and women to repentance. So he had to draw you, but you had to accept, huh? And that's where your soul came in, the first greatest most amazing decision of your life was am i going to accept jesus or not see people are going to burn in hell one day and it's not because of their sin it's not a sin problem you've heard me say that before it's whether they rejected jesus or not i believe god will ask us one day what did you do with my son and the sacrifice that my son made what did you do with it so once you accept jesus you can get out of your own way and go okay holy holy spirit Contact my my spirit. See, the Holy Spirit communes with your spirit. Once he's inside of you, he's speaking to your spirit, and the spirit's trying to get information across to your soul and body, and sometimes we block it, but if we get out of the way, then we can start developing the rarest trait of all in our soul and body, and that is Christ-like character. After accepting Jesus, I believe character is everything. I've been around some of the best people. I've been around some of the worst. I've been around folks when they were struggling. I've been around folks when they were standing on the mountaintop, when life was good. And it all starts right here. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians five twenty-three. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus what? Christ c- comes again. Let's read that whole thing again. Come on. Now, may the God of peace make you holy in every way, and may your whole spirit and soul and body. There's a difference. He's drawing a difference. You're not just body. You're not just spirit. You're not just soul. We're so much more than just a mind, will, and emotions. You are a spirit. You have a soul, you live in a body. May all three of those, all three components of you, the one created in God's likeness and image, be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. Blameless is holy, set apart for his service. All right? So, how we, let me just break down character for a little bit. How we treat God is a large part of our character. How you treat God. You say, well, what do you mean how I treat God? What is your relationship like with the Lord? Did you accept Jesus and say, well, I guess I'll just stop here with my spirit. Used to be a guy back in the day, he'd go sad, sad, but true. Sad, sad, but true. They get stuck right here. Say, I'm saved, that's it, I don't got to develop anything else. And those of you that are married, you know you got to keep developing stuff. You, th- you know each other, each other the best, family knows each other the best and the worst, and we can set each other off and all this stuff at home as families. That's where your character shows up, not just out in public when you make it look good, it's who you really are. doesn't mean God doesn't make room for you to make mistakes, but we've always got to be dealing with our character, and that is our responsibility. All right? So let's go ahead and give uh, our actors a round of applause this morning as they're seated. God bless y'all. So, Mika, next time maybe? No? Vince's lady's so shy. She's like, don't ever call me up there. (laughs) Don't be messing with me. So this is very important, your spirit, soul, and body. And when we accept Jesus, a little bit of a a review here, point number one. When we accept Jesus, whose responsibility is our spirit? God's. You turn over responsibir- responsibility of your spirit to God. It's God's now when we confess and believe. You don't want to just stop there. Because your Holy Spirit works on your spirit. You're already saved, you're reborn, but your Holy Spirit, working through your spirit, can get a message to your soul and body if you allow it. Let's go to Galatians 5:22. Galatians 5:22. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Someone say, if I let him. Say, no, he's just going to produce it. And you don't always feel like treating people with love. You don't always feel like being joyful. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives if we allow him. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness gentleness and self-control there's no law against these things i believe self-control is so powerful because it can control you allowing these other fruit fruits of the spirit in your life you say no i'm not i'm not gonna act this way i feel like being impatient some of you are like man i felt like saying the, a bad word don't don't do it be an example i felt like man i felt like i i know we all feel like all kinds of stuff Many times we have what we call, according to the dictionary, a visceral reaction. Visceral means deeply emotional, right? And that's where your soul is being waged war upon. So your responsibility hasn't begun yet in this discussion. It starts with the Holy Spirit, but once again, the Holy Spirit is communing, communicating with our spirit to get a message to us. To Hey, you need to... You've you've accepted Jesus. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now you need to act like it. Someone say act like it. Mm -hmm. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ. We just talked about the fruit of the Spirit. There's no law against those. Love, joy, peace, patience, faithfulness, kindness, self-control. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. If you really belong to Jesus, then you're going to work on your character with God's help. So I'm just, I'm just saved, but I'm going to act like the devil. I, it's so disappointing to me when people are saved and they never change and never grow. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Man, we all got desires and past stuff we want to do. Say, I don't want to act right. I want to do this. Hey, slow down, right? Slow down, slow down. Allow God to work on your character. You got to work on your character with his help. Let's go on. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. This is powerful because now, it moves. You, let's read this again. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our life. Someone say every part. I keep running into people, and this is old. This is old news. They've done it forever. My dad talks about it when he grew up in a, in a denominational church. People go, well, things like this. Well, business is business and church is church. No, your business better be that. Serve God in your business at church, at work. You always got to be a light. People betray you, take from you, do all kinds of stuff. Say, well, it's just business. Huh. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Some of us, the great debate is, well, are they saved? I don't know. I believe they got saved. Or this person, said, said, man, did they really get saved or are they just not living like it? That's between them and God. But I believe if you're saved, you will have fruits of repentance. You have areas of your life you're working on, you're struggling in, but you have other areas that get better and better and better. Scripture says our path shines brighter and brighter and brighter under the perfect day. That's the path of the righteous. It's got to get better and better. So after responsibility of our spirit, spirit being given over to God, we have what now? See, this says since we're living by the spirit, let us follow the spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let's go to point two now. Look at that. It slides and transitions into that. Whose job is our soul? We went over that. I don't like the whole poem. I've read it. I forget who wrote it. Some parts in it are strange. But I like the saying, I am the captain of my soul. I like that. Some may disagree with me, but if you really look at the soul as your mind and will and your emotions, yeah. It's better to be patient than to be powerful, Scripture says. Better to be, that's what the New Living says better to be patient than powerful. You ever been in a situation where it spun out of control and kept getting worse and worse and worse because your character in that area was impatient, frustrated, angry, and you made it that much worse? We've all been there, haven't we? You were pouring gasoline on a fire, huh? Say, man, there's a fire. I'm going to try to put it out with gasoline. It doesn't work that way. I'm going to get angrier and angrier, no? Scripture says when we're angry and we continue to be angry, we are not working the righteousness of God. So you got to get a handle on that. Whose job is our soul? It is mine. It is yours. Hmm. Do we need character there? Oh, yeah, look at this. Look at Matthew 26, 41. I love what Jesus says here. I love the words of Jesus. You just can't get around it. Keep watch and pray, he said. He was talking to his disciples, so that you will not give in to temptation. Keep watch and pray. Be wary. See, I'm not going to fall into that mess. i got to be careful. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. How many times was it time to get up and go somewhere? And your spirit, man, the night before said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to church, man. I'm a, Man, I'm going to church tomorrow. The alarm went off the next day. or You woke up the next day, man. You said, oh, I, I can't. I don't feel it, man. I don't feel it. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Once you accept Jesus, man, your spirit, your spirit is raring to go. Your spirit says, come on, you can do it. Your spirit's going, come on you know how many times my spirit back in the day was going, come on, Matthew, the real you speaking, let's do it. And my soul said, hey, shut up, man. My dad used to do examples growing up. said, man, your spirit, it's like your spirit man's this big and your soul is this big. He's beating your spirit down going, I'm not listening. I'm going to do whatever I want, whatever I desire right now. That is not working the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Keep watching, pray, so that you will not give in to temptation. For the spirit is willing But the body is weak. You do not have to raise your hands. Like, oh, thank God. But how many of this year how many of you this year in January said, man, I'm gonna read my Bible this year? And you fell off by February 1st. Fell off the wagon, man, almost broke a leg. Oh, what, what happened? Get going. Get going today. Don't put it off. Why put off till tomorrow what you can get going today, what you can get rolling today? Build momentum today in your spiritual walk with God. Don't put it off because remember the folks that didn't prepare and weren't weren't building their faith before COVID? I guess I'm not speaking to you because here you are. But many people left God, not so much in this ministry, but all over the United States. I feel like there's a deepness with many of you. Many my, my wife and I were talking. There's something special in this church of legacy and faith and generations. There is. You say, man, we don't have 500 people. Yeah, but we may have about 100 that really love God. I'm just talking about the English ministry. The Spanish, more than that. More folks in there. But we got to, and you got to get deep in God. Did you know scripture says deep calls unto deep? You want to never hear God's voice? Stay shallow. You ever had a friend like that? We have. We call them acquaintances. Say, how's How's it going? You answer like this. I remember there there was a guy in college. I liked him. He was cool. He was tall. He was the pitcher of the baseball team. His name was Cooper. We called him Coop. We had a decent relationship. We were just acquaintances. He was in one of my marketing classes. You know the extent of our relationship? I said, what's up, Coop? He said, what's up, Matt? The teacher goes, y'all just asked each other a question and didn't answer it. I said, that's how we roll, man. It's the year 2000. Shoot. My hair was thinning, blowing in the wind like a young little lion. But I'd say, what's up? Koopy? say, what's up? But that's, that was the extent of it. I think one time we went out and got, like, hamburgers one time. But that was it. It wasn't deep. We were just buddies. You got to get to the place where you recognize the responsibility and job is yours with your soul, and you let the Holy Spirit help you and realize. My mom used to say this. used to say, realize, and she used to say, you got to use your own will. Use your will. You're stronger than that. You're better than that because you belong to Jesus. Now, you're, you're men and women of God. You are children of God. Even though, Jesus said, keep watch and pray so you will not give in a temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. So what does that mean? It means, one translation says, the flesh is weak. To me, the flesh is your mind, your will, and your emotions. It's not just your body. This is the way New Living Translation translates it. It's your, it's your soul, man. Let's talk about some character. Being nice to people when you don't feel like it. I'm going to tell you now, flying, flying with airlines now, it's almost like hanging out in Guatemala. Really? It's gone to a different level. You're on a flight, and then it's just, oh, it's canceled. I'm like, is this Guatemala or is this America? What is this? Costa Rica? What is this? Used to be so certain, and now there's delays, and God brought me back from a trip yesterday. Praise God. My, my later flight got delayed. God gave me the wisdom and helped me and left an opening. I was able to get on an earlier flight from Chicago to Houston, but praise God because, man, I feel like they're falling apart. They're falling apart, and how you respond to situations like that, that's character. I was talking to my brother this morning. When you lose, you lost out. You didn't get that position. When you lost a relationship, when you were betrayed, how do you respond? you got to respond with godly character. you got to be Christ-like. You don't fight fire with fire. You can have boundaries, but you got to love people. you got to seek God. Part of character is believing and finding hope when you feel hopeless. That's self-control. It is. There's times I felt absolutely hopeless, and I was despairing. Man needed a nap. Man needed to eat better. Man needed to do something else. Maybe, I needed to, maybe it was deeper. Maybe I needed to obey God in some area. I was out of God's will. But man, there's times I just said, no, I'm going to stir myself up like David did. Encourage myself in the Lord. That's character. I have not always had the most exemplary character. I have not. But God has been working on me and dealing with me for years. And if he's working on me, I know he's still working on you, too. He's working on you. He's working in you. Give the Holy Spirit permission to do his work. Don't block him. Don't stand between your spirit and soul. Remember that example? Don't stand between your spirit and soul and body and block the blessing and block communication. Say, no, we're not. Mm -mm. I'm not reading my Bible. I'm going to go get up on Netflix. Hulu, right? Disney Plus, whatever apps you have. Those are cool in and of themselves, but they make for sorry gods when you need to pray to someone when you're in trouble. You know what God told his people? After they had no character... He said, you've been worshiping idols? I'm not helping you now. Pray to your idols to help you. They can't hear, speak, walk. They're just deaf and dumb and just just little inanimate objects. They can't do anything for you. God would say, pray pray to those and see if they help you. Nuh-uh. When I'm in trouble, I'm going to cry out to God, my God, your God. And I'm going to let God keep doing his work in my soul, my mind, my will, and my emotions. Man, you know what? Some of you may have felt this way before. When you're heartbroken or grieving, you don't always feel like being kind. You feel irritable. I remember there were times we were going through a situation with my mom or things we've been through, me and my wife, and I'd say, Baby, why am I feeling this way? Why am I doing this way? She's like, You're grieving. You're grieving. But I was reminded by the Holy Spirit, I still got to have character. I still got to be loving with my wife. I still got to be loving with the people at the church God has entrusted me with. I've still got to be kind to people at the store. Man, yesterday I was so tired. Man, I was tired. And I was preparing. I'd, I'd already had some I had some notes written out. I knew where I was going today. I'd been preparing out in the wilderness. Um, I was preparing. Earlier in the week, I was thinking about it on Wednesday. I was putting it into my phone, which had no service, but I was taking notes. And uh, so I was thinking about the message yesterday, speak, thinking about character, man. God was speaking to me. Throughout the trip, it was about a 14, 15-hour travel day, I would pull out my phone and put another note in, put another note in. And yesterday, I didn't even feel like I did anything special, really. There was a flight attendant. She was an older lady. She was very cool, I thought. And she was going to each aisle, and she was going, um, cookies or pretzels? Cookies or pretzels? Cookies or pretzels? And those of you who know me, you know that I find humor in almost everything. Whether I should or not, that remains to be seen. (laughs) That's between me and God, I guess. But I find humor in almost every. And she's going, cookies or pretzels? Cookies or pretzels? Cookies or pretzels? I'm like, man, they're really rolling out the red carpet, aren't they? Cookies or pretzels? So she's at the row before me. I'm like, I'm not going to let her say that again. I can't do it. I can't listen to it no more. I can't do it. I can't have her say that again. I'm going to be ready and attentive like a good student. So I'm sitting up. Y'all see my ears? They kind of stick out. They kind of perked up. She got to me, and she looks at me, and I I go, pretzels. I go, I didn't didn't want you to have to say that again. I've been listening. And she kind of laughed and goes, all right, all right. So she handed me the pretzels, and I said, thank you. You're doing a good job. I appreciate you. Real simple. So she left, and I go, oh, can I get some more water? Sure. So she, she comes back, and I thought it was just a simple interaction. You know, like when you're with the cashier at the store or you're with just just it was one of those things it was seconds right probably five seconds just like i just like my rendition here she comes back with a 32 ounce bottle of water she goes here you go hon." i go i go what she goes since you were so sweet i said praise god i said thank you because i knew at the airport that's five dollars at the next airport (laughs) i was like What up, man? I was drinking some water. I threw it in my bag. I was like, that's going with my next meal in Jesus' name. Five dollars. Five dollars can go to my next car wash or my next razor blade, whatever, right? But you got, it's crazy how people notice that. And some may never say anything. But I want to tell you this when you're building character with the Holy Spirit's help, is remember what Scripture says. Love, I don't know who needs to hear this today. Some of you have been dealing with that impossible person. Love never fails. You say, I didn't see the results yet. I don't know, but I know what God's word says. Love never fails. And in allowing God to work on your character, you remember that. You remember that. You've got to get better and better with God's help. We don't just stay in the same place. So here's where we require character. Because now there are responsibilities. is the soul realm. We just discussed that. And also, point three today, I'm not going to dwell on this real long. I have dwelt a lot on the soul today because that is where I really wanted to hit it at. Our body, though, yeah, that's my job. That's my job. How I treat my body shows my character in, in dealing with God with what, w- what he gave me. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 6.19. 1 Corinthians 6.19. I have not always taken care of myself, and neither have you. Let's be real. We've had times we put stuff in our body we shouldn't. You say, man, illegal substances are substances, but yeah, even beyond that. If you're drinking a 12-pack of Coca-Cola every day, you're not treating your body well. It's shrinking up your kidneys like that. Don't you realize, Scripture says, that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit lives in your body. Look at this. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, comma, and it goes on. What's the next? You do not belong to yourself. Is that, is that all that's in that verse? All right. You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price. Thanks for going on. I had only had verse 19 in there. You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. This is also a soul realm thing because body and soul tie in very well to, to, to each other. Sexual sin, it's a sin against your body. It's a sin against your soul. Having sexual activity outside of marriage, whatever it is, looking at pornography, being with a woman that's not your husband, being with a man, uh, a woman who's not your wife. Sorry. You know what I mean. Don't act like you don't know. Being with a woman who's not your wife, being with a man who's not your husband. It's like, oh, no, but I want him to be my husband. Well, then let him put a ring on that. Like, if he likes it, he can put a ring on it. You know what I'm saying? Let's read that whole verse again. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Who lives in you, wow, and was given to you by God. You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. Here's what's crazy. God turns over responsibility to you, your soul and your body, or he reminds you of your existing responsibility, but then you've got to take care of your body because it's mm, your body belongs to God. Your soul belongs to God. We know your spirit already belongs to God, but now you've got to deal with your soul and your body. You've got to honor God by accepting Jesus and honor God by renewing your mind, the spirit of your mind, Scripture says, renewing your mind, your thoughts, your mind, your will and your emotions, and you've got to honor God by crucifying the flesh, man. You don't have to do everything that your body says to do. Your body's not in charge. The Apostle Paul said he beat his body into submission. Does that mean whipping yourself? No, it means going, hey, shut up, Holmes. We're not going to do that. I'm not going to eat that. You know how many times I have that? If it was up to me, man, if it was healthy, I would drink a 24-pack of Coke every day. I would not even drink water. Some of you are going, "Mm mm-mm, I like sweet drinks. I like sweet drinks. So, I mean, I just drink them. But that's abusing my body, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Okay, that's just a simple little practical thing there. So my body, my job. Your body, your job. I mean, we wish, you know, I wish God would make me, wish God would just, he'll protect you, he'll take care of you, but you've got to work in conjunction with the Holy Spirit. Once your spirit is reborn, you got to keep allowing the flow of communication between your spirit and God's spirit. That way you can get messages to your soul and your body, and you need to take care of yourself. Someone say, I need to take care of it. Mm -hmm. Why? Because you love God and you love what he has given you. Take care of what God has given you. That is is the rarest trait of all is walking in character, walking in Christ-like character. Remember back in the day at the academy? I think mom used to go over these character traits of Christ, right? Y'all remember those? Character traits of Christ. I don't remember what all they were technically, but it's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Integrity and all this other stuff, it all ties into that. So let's go over this again. Whose responsibility is our spirit? Once you accept Jesus, you've turned over responsibility of your spirit to God. Whose job is your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions? Someone say ours. Ours. Now, make it more personal. Someone say, mine. Mm-hmm. Once you've accepted Jesus, if you're still walking in a struggle, it's because you've disobeyed God with your body and with your soul. I've been there. I've been there. You're going to go through battles regardless whether you're in tune with God or not, but you've got to deal, you've got to beat that thing into submission. The Apostle Paul said, man, I, I force myself into submission. He said, I make myself submit to Christ. Why? Because your soul and your body want to do different stuff, right? You ever, you ever had a dog that wouldn't listen because you didn't train him right? I, had a d- I dreamed about dogs last night. Interesting. I dreamed about these dogs. And, and these dogs looked just like our former dogs. It was so interesting, but they were different. One of them was peeing and pooping in the house, and the other one wouldn't listen to their name because that wasn't his name. I was going, Gentry, Gentry, and that dog looked just like Gentry, but that wasn't his name, and I hadn't trained him. Funny, funny dream. It was remotely comforting because I was like, those look, and I remember telling my wife in the dream, those dogs look just like our dogs, but guess what? They hadn't been trained. Here's a little red dog pooping on the, the couch or something. In the dream, I'm going, what are you doing? What the? Why are you doing that? And the other dog looked just like Gentry, and he's dancing around prancing with something in his mouth. I'm going, Gentry, come here. He's ignoring me. That's not his name. He's never been trained. you got to train your soul to obey the spirit of God. You have to. Even with grief or heartbreak or going through a situation, you don't feel like acting right, you say, hey, Relax. Put the reins on that that dude, that woman, that spirit man or woman. Put the reins on him. Say, "Uh uh-uh, that's it. I'm going to have the character of Christ. I'll be Christ-like in Jesus' name. So the spirit is, our spirit is God's responsibility. Our soul and body, those are our responsibilities. Let's bow our heads and pray today. I believe God's going to really speak to us about character in this season, in this series. Is there anyone in this house who says, Pastor Matt, I have never publicly accepted jesus nor have i made him the lord of my life this is for those of you on the live stream those of you on soundcloud too i believe i feel by the spirit of god there's someone who's going to listen to this message on soundcloud and you know who you are you've been running for a long long time you're not on youtube live today this may affect other people but i can feel by the spirit of god there's someone that's going to hear this message on soundcloud and it will change your life if you let it you've been running from god it's time to get yourself under control. You accepted Jesus before, but now you've been doing your own thing. It's time to come home. It's time to come home, prodigal. Quit running from God. The world ain't got nothing for you. Quit running from God. I speak to you in the name of Jesus. If there is anyone in this house who's ne- or on the live stream who has never experienced the love of God through Jesus, who's never accepted Jesus, made him your Lord and Savior, you've never done it, would you raise your hand today? I'm going to pray with you. You want to get right with God. You've never accepted Jesus. Raise your hand in this house today. And if everyone already has, then praise God. But if not, shoot that hand up in the air. Okay, how about this? You say, man, I accepted Jesus, but I've I've been struggling. I haven't lived like it. Go ahead and raise your hand. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to pray with you. God's with you. He sees your humility. Let's pray together. Come on, this prayer is for both. Someone say, Heavenly Father, cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. Say, I accept the sacrifice of Jesus. And say this: say, even as a believer, I need forgiveness. According to 1 John. Someone say, I confess and I repent because I feel convicted. I need your help, Lord God. And this is for everyone. Everyone repeat this: say, this is even for those who haven't been saved yet. Say, I need you, Lord. I'm a sinner on my own. I call out to you for your righteousness. I place myself at your mercy, Lord God. Forgive me because I need you. Say, I confess and make Jesus the Lord of my life right now. Say, Holy Spirit, come into my life. Change me. I give you permission to live here and build character in me. I can't do it without you. Say, I believe Jesus died and rose again so I could be right with God, so I could have character, so I could go to heaven. In Jesus' name, say thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness and your sacrifice. Say, I believe. In Jesus' name. Real quick, stand to your feet if you would, please. Eyes open looking this way, if God spoke to you today about Christ-like character in some aspect, even if it was minute, if it was small, if it was seemingly microscopic, say, man, God was working on me about something in my character today. Would you raise your hand? My hand's already up. Say, God was working on my character today. Good. You, you, you stick in there. You hang with, hang with me, hang with us. The next few weeks, we're going to talk about Christ-like character, okay? God's going to get his word to you, all right? Let's go ahead and pray. Father, I thank you for your people. I thank you for your word, which will always fall on good ground. We'll receive it in faith and humility, God. I know that your word will always accomplish what you send it to accomplish, so today it accomplished something in reminding us of Christlike character, dealing with us, convicting us, correcting, strengthening, exhorting, building us up. We receive it today, God, because you're faithful. We need it, and we call out to you. We place ourselves at your mercy We need your character in our lives. Help us, Lord. It's our responsibility, but Lord, we can't do it without you. Jesus himself said, apart from me, you can do nothing. So we receive your help, your care in building our character, God. Help us. That's what we want. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father God. Amen.